0: Today We have our second part of our interview with Danny McGovern. Danny is the founder of Yes, I Can Basketball. He is a a wonderful coach, uh, coach of the year at uh, Barton Community College or Barton uh, County Junior College in Kansas. 300 wins as a college coach. uh, But, you know, I'm impressed by that. But what I'm more impressed is how this man cares about his players, cares about people and cares about showing others the difference that Christ makes in their life. Danny, thank you so much for being back with us us today at Life Talks.
1: Good to see you again.
0: Um, Danny, you know, one of the things we were talking kind of off camera before, and this is what I love about you. I, I'm i an introvert. You are an extrovert. You are energized by people. I can just tell you exude energy and so forth. For me, when I'm talking to people, uh, it I love people. I love talking to people. Um, but when I'm done, I'm just wiped out. I'm just exhausted. I have to go take a nap. Um, and I do something that you and I were just talking about. Um, is I avoid eye contact. Yeah, and uh, the other day I was in a, a store. We were t- we were talking about this, and I'll let you tell your story in a moment. I was in a store, and I'm I'm looking for something, intently avoiding eye contact as I always do. And there was this this mom had her little girl there, and and she's probably two or three years old in in her cart. And I you know I'm not talking to anybody or whatever. The mom goes down, and the little girl's there, and the girl little girl just starts yakking at me and talking and so forth. And, you know, I may be an introvert, but I hope I'm, I'm not a jerk. So I'm talking <laughs> back to her. And and I found it easy to talk to, to, to the kids because, you know, as a school teacher, we're just talking back and forth. And then the mother comes up and she's she's giving me the, what's going on here? Look, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. as you have to in, in today's culture. And the little girl looks up at her and just so sweetly, she goes, oh, it's okay, mom. He's old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, so, no threat.
0: No, no threat. He's old. So, um, <laughs> so I guess it's okay at my age to, to talk to kids, but, uh, uh, you know, you you were you were telling me how sometimes you know people just are not, are not communicating uh, visually and, and and expression with their expressions like that you did.
1: But some people uh, welcome that. I'm hungry for it. Yeah. And it's really difficult for me to be in a in a setting when an, if I'm walking down an aisle and a man my age or is, is approaching me, and I want to say how are you doing and visit, mm-hmm. and then he sees me, puts his head down, and walks by, and so. I think some people are very comfortable with that, mm-hmm. uh, and then some people just need that. And I think just as humans, for me, me as a human, I need connection, mm-hmm. and, and we have different love languages. Yeah. And, and one of mine is to is to sit down on an airplane and hope that the person does not put the headphones on. <laughs>
0: and I'm the person who you puts are. the head, headphones on <laughs> before I get on the plane.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to visit to, for a long uh, conversation with somebody and then some people don't prefer that
0: though. Yeah, but I I was so much Love your your kind of personality because th- this is this opens the gateway to good conversations to find out who people are and 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 sometimes a pathway to the gospel. Um, and you know one one of the things that you know I think so many people I often hide that I'm a pastor from people mm-hmm. when I do get in those conversations because mm-hmm. as soon as I do, they 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 change. They, they just automatically change it. Um, they stop swearing, uh, they, or they apologize because they have been swearing, or they'll ask me a theological question I probably don't know the answer to anyway.
1: Put the glass of wine away. Put the glass of
0: wine <laughs> away and just, you know, just generally act uncomfortable. And so I often say, well, I'm a professor, I'm not a, because you know, that's my other <laughs> job, and, and I can I can at least engage. But one of the things that, you know, I love about you is, is you take your experiences where you're at, and 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 have meaningful conversations with people.
1: Let me elaborate on that, yeah. if I may, because you bring up a good point. And sometimes uh, it doesn't take a lot to, to, to have a big impact and talking about communicating mm-hmm. and connecting with people. I, I like to tell the story. I, I had somebody ask me the other day that said, Danny, what, what's been one of your most enjoyable days of your life? What a great question. Mm. And I would, I, my answer was having dinner with Michael Oskell. Who's Michael Oskell? It came from connecting. It came from giving somebody time. It came from connecting with them. I'm a high school senior sitting with my group of friends. And I notice this boy every day, he comes in by himself. And I just notice that he's always by himself. he has his tray, he, his, his white t-shirt is so yellowed under his armpits he has, has greasy complexion, uh, thick dirty glasses and just just looked miserable, always has his head down and sits with nobody hmm. every day hmm. So one day I just said, I'll be right back. So I go and I plop down. I said, hey, my name's Danny. What's your name? Mm. I just want to say hi to you. Have a good day. Next day, same thing. Here he comes. I can't see this and not do anything. Mm. So I so for three days, I went to speak with him and he would not talk with me. So on the fourth day, I bring my tray. <laughs> I say, I said, I'm having lunch with you mm. so you can tell me who you are and he said, my name is Michael. I said, Michael what? Michael Oskal. Dan, to, be, to make a long story brief, I started and in, included him in our activities. And he struggled at first, but then he became comfortable. And all of a sudden, these people were over here. They came and sat with Michael and I at lunch. Michael became part of our group. He started going to uh, dances after the games and started doing all, the, started changing the way he felt about himself. Mm. He looked in the mirror and said, hey, people love me. I'm Mm -hmm. thought I'm I'm, people think of me Mm -hmm. and I started and so everything changed and then something else changed and then that was it so I graduate from the islands and go to the mainland to go to college and something called Facebook comes out Mm -hmm. and I get contacted by Michael Oskell and so he was living in Las Vegas my wife Nancy and I are just happen to uh, be going to uh, Vegas to go see Andrea Bocelli Mm -hmm. Michael contacts me Says, do you have your hotel reservation yet? I said, no. He said, I've got your lodging taken care of. I said, he said, how about ground transportation? I said, not yet. He said, I've got you taken care of. Uh, You'll have my personal driver. (laughs) Make a long story short, Michael put us up in this very affluent area, and he had done very, very well successfully in Las Vegas. And that night, he cried and he sobbed. And he Mm -hmm. said, you changed my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't think many people really cared about me. And then you drew me in and all, I, be, I got so many friends from that. Mm. And he said, thank you for that simple act. So my point, Dan, is sometimes it just takes a simple act yep. and it c- could have big ramifications.
0: Yeah. And you know, I, there's so many things about that story I love. But One of my favorite things is you were still a high schooler. Most high schoolers ha- are so insecure with themselves that they would never reach out. They're waiting to be reached out to, but they they rarely reach out to others. But you as a high school senior saw this person sitting by himself and said, "I feel bad about that. I'm going to I'm going to do something." I wonder how many times all of us make an excuse. I'm just in high school. I'm an introvert. I'm a pastor, <laughs> or I'm shy, or I'm in a hurry, or I'm busy, and we walk by time after time somebody that God has appointed us to sit down and ask him, what's your name, and how many blessings we miss, because we don't do that and so what 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 a, what, a, what an amazing story what a, what a, what a, a cool testimony that is and it's a challenge it, it, it's truly a challenge i used to when i used to teach teachers would would often say stop calling on the perky cheerleader and mm. the jocks mm. because you know they sit on the front row they're 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 already making a's they're already getting all the attention but look for the pimply faced kid in the back
1: who has his head down
0: who has his head down mm. who may look disrespectful because they're sullen uh, they don't think anybody loves them or cares about them or even notices them. They may look distracted because they've been up until two o'clock in the morning because th- their mother had some, you know, yahoo over and they were fighting all night and they couldn't sleep. So what you see as disrespect is simply they're exhausted and 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 take them aside and figure them out. And, you know, that's that's Christianity. Mm. Jesus always noticed the people that other people walked by and stopped. So great, great story, man. Are there other are there other people you've met over the years that uh, that uh, God has used you to, or or use them uh, to, to to help you and and your play, playing out your ministry?
1: Yes, and some I think I I would probably not even want to share with you because sure, it's, it's too it. too humble. Uh, I Dan, I've had some wonderful things happen in my life, mm. but not void of tragedies, mm-hmm. and, and I I uh, I'm I'm happy about that. I have a real peace about my life. And I've gone through so many tragedies and storms, hmm. but I've had I've had opportunities to to live life out loud and with purpose. Hmm. And I I uh, I think, and and one of the things, if I may, because um, I I've always talked to to boys about even when they're having difficulty with their parents or their fathers. I like to um, make sure that they understand that they still need to respect and listen, because sometimes. Dan, and you, you've been around youth so much, and I love the way when I see youth here uh, bouncing around, uh, they have a little bit of a different step uh, mm-hmm. than than most boys or most girls. And mm-hmm. I, I like that here, and I'm, I'm aware of that. I watch your kids coming around here, and they're cheerful, their eyes are bright, they're bouncing around. Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, that's a good place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think our listeners, if you have sons or daughters, if you can get them involved in youth ministry and sports, I think that's going to help them a lot one thing that i i encourage youth don't look at don't make the mistake of trying to have your fathers or your mothers be your friends mm. they want to be friendly with you but they want to parent you they don't want to be your friends but have the sense to listen to them and i'm going to i'll wrap up that thought with this beautiful true story i'm sitting in my at my sofa watching the summer olympics i think it was in montreal and they're talking about this great sprinter named Derek Redman. He's the best in the world. And the lady's interviewing him and she puts the microphone in front of him. She said, Derek, why are you so great? Dan, I think it was the 400 meter, or the 800 meter. I can't remember. He said, what makes you so special? What's, what's so different about you? She puts the microphone in front of him. He said, I'll tell you, I had enough sense to listen to my father. He taught me a lot of things but the one thing that's helped me so much in my marriage, my academics, my my training, my life, if you start something, then you finish it. Don't quit it. Mm. Just because you're uncomfortable, you can't stop this. So that, my father's taught me so many lessons, but that lesson there, if you start something, you finish it. It's motivated me to become the best I am. My father's here tonight. I'm running for the gold medal. Mm. I'm dedicating this race to my dad. Mm. So I'm all jacked up now. I'm, uh, <laughs> come on. And lane one from Japan, lane two from Soviet Union, and then lane three, and then lane four from Canada, Derek Redmond. I'm saying, come on, man, let's go. So the race goes, and he's doing great. He's smoking everybody in the field. He's entering the last turn, Dan, and you can literally see it on TV. His eyes get wide. He grabs the back of his leg, and he snaps his hamstring. He goes tumbling down. All the racers going past him they all come to the finish line celebrating the the cbs or whoever had enough sense to pan the camera back to Derek redmond he's trying to get up and he's he's limping here comes some doctors and some trainers from the side he pushes them away leave me alone he now he's hopping on one leg mm. and their man the, their announcers are staying with us. this this mm. is the guy who expected to win the race mm. look at and all of a sudden more trainers now push bleatly he pushes them away leave me alone
0: mm.
1: this one guy comes up to him Brunch. He's, Leave me. And he stops.
0: <laughs>
1: it's his dad. Yep. His dad came out of the stands, and that's if you if you Google Derek Redmond, I've seen it. You've seen these tears coming down his face, mm-hmm. and his dad says, "What are you doing?" He says, "I'm going to finish what I started." <laughs> so the dad helped him all the way to the finish line, then let go, and then he allowed his son to cross it. My point is that I think sometimes. Um, youth make the mistake of thinking that their parents are mean, but those that give you, give them boundaries, Mm -hmm. you're not seeing that. I don't want you around that boy (laughs) (laughs) or no, you go upstairs and change that young lady. So those are the ones that you, when your head hits the pillow at night, be thankful that you have that type of, of a parent. But even though parenting's tough
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and, uh, but youth need to really still continue to honor and listen to their parents.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, and parents should never give up on their kids either that, you know, you and I both have adult children and I often say this all the time. Sometimes parenting adult children is harder than it was whenever they were younger and you could say, no, you're not going there or, or no, that person's not, (laughs) you're not, you're not going on a date with her or, or whatever. Um, as adult children, they're making their decisions and you, you're a different kind of companion and a different kind of counselor and a different kind of voice.
1: And if you then, don't adapt, yeah. you're making a mistake. Yeah. You you can't be the same. You can't have that same personality as when they're 12 yeah. now that they're 30, 34.
0: But you and I also know what it's like to wish you could have another conversation with your dad and not be able to do that. And, you know, those 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 relationships, while God allows us to have them, are so crucial. Mm-hmm. And uh, it takes a lot of wisdom. It takes a lot of wisdom uh, to navigate life and, and to see the opportunities. And, and you know, Danny— in, in the fact is that God assigns each of us different opportunities, different gifts, and and different skills, and and so forth. You discovered yours. You're an encourager. You're an extrovert. You're someone that can see beyond um, the problem or the the wall that a young man has built and see the potential and and say yes, you can. And what, what would you what would you say uh, to somebody out there today who says I don't know any kids or I don't have any special skills or whatever, what what can they do to be a voice of influence?
1: That's a great question, Dan. I think just be aware of what gifts you do have. Uh, and, and some people have, their, their, their gifts are different. Mm-hmm. I, I realized early what mine was, and shame on me if I ignore that. Mm-hmm. Uh, know that, um, I, I'm convinced that all of us have certain gifts it's our it's our our responsibility to find those but then find them in a way to do something good this life is fleeting
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's really fleeting and I'm at an age now dan where so many of my friends are really seriously ill mm-hmm. and I know the the brevity of this and so gee whiz hmm. mm-hmm. what, what are, what's what, what are we focusing on watching more Netflix <laughs> Getting more sk- uh, screen sk- time. Skittles, yeah, yeah. you know, Starburst, or like, <laughs> you know, so, like Super Bowl. I mean, all those are good. It's, it's wonderful to have joy in our life, but joy without purpose is, is just meaningless. And so I, I really think it's a rich life if you can keep your ears and eyes open for those Michael Oscals.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were talking yesterday, Jude 22. If some have compassion, making a difference. And, you know, that, hearing your story and, and then, you know, I Googled you. I, I did my research on you. <laughs> I, I, um, but I see this so much at, at my friends here at Life Fellowship. You know, I, I love I, I'm next door to Jason Lanier, who is our worship pastor. Mm-hmm. And multiple times in a week, I hear him giving vocal lessons. To, to young people mm-hmm. and helping them develop that skill i'll come in uh, you know i i'm not the early guy around here pastor ben is i'm i i work I, i'm a night owl, so i work a little late shift but i'll walk in some morning at eight o'clock seven o'clock and he's already got a young person um, By young person i mean some guy in his 20s or he's, that's young to me 25 30 and he's got the bible open and he's and he's just teaching them how to how to navigate marriage or finding a spouse or, you know, growing in a relationship with the Lord. You know, I, I, you know, I see you at a point in your life where you don't have to invest in others, but instead you just started a whole organization to say, let's find these boys and girls and let's help them. Uh, and when, when my son was six, um, I had a professional golfer in my church because I was in Palm Beach, Florida and I had a professional golfer in my church. And he said, hey, why don't you let me just take you and your son out some evening and and teach him how to hit a bucket of balls cuz he knew I couldn't do it well and so he did uh, his name was Jerry Impellitteria and and uh, he taught my son how to how to hit you know distance drives at 6 years old my son got his first uh, hole in one when he was 18 but but you know I I I look back and and he played golf in high school just because somebody who had a gift and and, and it wasn't the gift of golf or the gift of basketball or the gift of vocal lessons. It's the gift of time that makes such a such a huge difference. And we all have that. Everybody has the exact same amount of time every day. And we can use that. May I,
1: may I offer an example mm-hmm. uh, of time? Uh, you know, we, we hear this word when we're, when we're learning uh, ROI, a return on your investment. Mm-hmm. And our friend Zig Ziglar uh, used to always say, uh, help enough. Help people, help enough people get what they want in life. And in the end, you'll have more than you can imagine. And that's not being talked about being financially blessed. Quick point. Most precious thing for me in my life, probably my son, Mm -hmm. my only child. Well, I had a young man really pour a lot of time in him, investing into him spiritually. How'd that happen? I moved to Charlotte and I saw a boy. As I was interviewing for jobs, I saw a gangly 16-year-old boy shooting in the gym. I walked up to him. I said, permission to speak freely. He said, go ahead. I said, you're a two-thumb shooter. He said, what are you talking about? So I worked for, with him for about an hour correcting his shot. Next day, I happened to run into him. He said, I found out about your background. Would you be willing to help me? I want to get a Division I scholarship. I said, it takes a lot of work. I said, you're really up to this? He said, I am. I said, Okay. So how about this afternoon? So I started working with him. Well, I said, hey, we're going to spend a lot of time together. So I need to meet your family. So I live with my father. Let's go meet your dad. So I go meet his father. I said, wait a minute. You're the coach that's volunteering to help my son, but you refused for him to pay you. I said, the day you pay me is the day the lessons stop. He said, why would you do that? Why would you do this for free? I said, let's just not worry about that. Let's just see where this goes. Mm. So for three straight years, Dan twice, three times a week, year round, working with this boy, Ryan. So his senior year, we're done. And I give him a, a, a special Bible that he'd always looked up to. And I said, I've never asked you this before. Now, like, come on, this is after three years. Mm-hmm. I said, Have you ever, do you go to church? He said, I've not been to church in six, eight years. I said, our pastor uh, played ball for uh Dean Schmidt, at Carolina is a really interesting guy. Great sermons. I'd love for you to come. He said, let's go this Sunday. We make it happen. That afternoon, when I'm driving him home. And he said, you don't have to take me anymore. I got my own car. I'm going back tonight. So I called our pastor, David. I said, David, write down this name, Ryan Carson. He said, who's Ryan Carson? <laughs> Gave him his phone number. I said, just call him. He a senior, just led the city in scoring. He visited our church today. Just take 10 seconds. Say, Ryan Carson. David Chadwick, thanks for coming today. (laughs) He said, okay, thanks. So it was about, I don't know, seven years later when I'm standing, I'm sitting in church and David, our pastor, has his Bible up and he says, do you, do you, Ryan Carson, take my only daughter, Bethany Chadwick, to be your (laughs) lawful wedded wife? Do you, Bethany? So when he said, who's Ryan Carson? He didn't know, but that was going to be the man that brought not only six grandchildren but a, a loving wedding a marriage for his daughter but what so what was my investment well how did that benefit me mm-hmm. it does I don't, I don't have to chart it mm-hmm. but here comes ryan carson and these kids adored him mm-hmm. and he ran fca bible studies in my home and there's my son with his mouth agape, eyes open, listening to his idol, mm-hmm. his, his mentor, Ryan. <clears throat> so, And then Ryan eventually became a pastor. So, yeah. again, it just goes back to invested in people, knowing the right time and the right opportunity. And sometimes God plants those seeds.
0: Yeah. Danny, I couldn't, I couldn't end our time on a better story. And, and the, the fact is God is at work all around us. And sometimes we're too self-absorbed, self-absorbed to just stop and listen for him Hmm. and then reach out. And when we do that, we get to join God in the work that he has planned and prepared for us to— to be there with him in. And uh, I'm thankful for your testimony, Danny. I'm so glad that you came by and allowed me to interrogate you a little bit on these couple of episodes here at Life Talks. And if you go to Life Fellowship and, and uh, you see Danny, uh, you go by and meet him. I, let, me, let me tell you this, you'll be a richer person for it. And, uh, and, and iron sharpens iron. God will use his story to help you find what God wants you to accomplish with the gifts you have in the lives of people you may never have even thought about before.
1: Dan, peace be with you. And thank you for all that you and Ben do for our Life Fellowship community. Appreciate you. Appreciate it.
0: And as always, thanks for listening to us here at Life Talks. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.